get into gate. This is episode 73. We're talking Stargate SG1 and Watergate time. My name is Mitch. Joining me, the full get into gate team, we have Matty. What up? Brendan. Hello. And Reese. Yeah, g'day, guys. What's doing, boys? We are back. Another episode, season four, episode seven. Watergates. We got the Russians, Reese. You're our first time watcher. You surprised oh, by this? Mate, wasn't that just a bloody mind blow after mind blow? The Russians have the gate. I knew, I bloody knew it wasn't gone forever. <laughs> and yeah, then, we, were quickly to, we were skirting around it. And yeah. then after seeing the episode, after watching the episode, looking back at the episode name, I'm like, oh, because they found in the water and then it goes to the water planet. Yeah. Right. It's not water. But this reminded also me. Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's where you they, know your political yeah. history, American yeah, history. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a time, it's a time. It's a timely reference. Would. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, because I love po- love politics, and I'm American. So, oh, can we just isolate that audio where Reese says he loves politics? Uh, I just I tried to put as much sarcasm into it as possible. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never work. <laughs> you came full circle. My, my sarcasm is too dry. <laughs> um, but this reminded me of a of a good night out for me. You know that how so? Oh, just the adventure, and then you know going out and having fun and games, and locking you know, someone in a freezer, <laughs> <all the time. laughs> getting locked in a freezer, almost dying and then in a submarine, end up spewing up and getting chucked out. Yeah, good call. <laughs> Smelling pie. Well, yeah, yeah that was re- that was so random. Normal Tuesday What's night. That smell pie. <laughs> Although, did you notice at the start um, when the SG one were coming in, when the gate didn't dial? What, what did what did uh, Walter say? Chevron Seven didn't engage. I'm like, no, Walter, <laughs> it didn't lock. Well, but it didn't engage to to, lock. to then lock. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Also, <laughs> why'd you bring it up? <laughs> well, I didn't. I'm just saying that's the moment. That's the moment I want to talk Funny, about. Funny because when he said that, I thought Brendan's going to jump on this. Me too. I'm like, oh god, Daniel Jackson. Yeah, well, mention that. it. Why not? <laughs> Daniel Jackson yeah, says we're here for 40 minutes anyway. So. Daniel Jackson says... <laughs> I just want to interrupt. Keep yeah, interrupting well, him. I'm just going to start man. again. Well, so what did Daniel Jackson say? <laughs> he said... Um, he said... Daniel Jackson said... Oh, get on with it, mate. <laughs> what if I could, buddy? <laughs> it's going to take us two weeks to uh, relocate the Ankarens. Oh, I spotted that too. And that's the first time I spotted that. Yeah. And, um, the Ankarens are actually the race in two episodes' time, Scorched Earth. Right. Um, so, which mm. is a good... I think it was Joseph Malozzi who, and uh, and his mate, Paul, Paul Mully, who wrote <laughs> Scorched Earth. So they've probably picked that up, or maybe they've gone Cooper. Chuck this name in, because we, we got our episode in two weeks, which I thought was nice, because he yeah, said well, they're running um, out of time. Uh, Last episode they wrote was Window of Opportunity. Well, right? if you were paying attention you got- during the podcast, I would have told you that <laughs> Scorched Earth was the first episode they wrote, but Window of Opportunity was actually the first episode of theirs that aired. Right. Yeah. I don't remember uh, the names I of the episodes. I don't remember what you say uh, <laughs> until we do the podcast. <laughs> until I listen back. Until yeah. I listen back to the podcast. Then I remember it. Yeah. So, something I wanted to ask you guys, and it was something that I thought of when Earth's Stargate crash down in Thor's ship. Mm. If it's submerged underwater and someone dials in, would it be a plug hole? Would the water just go straight into it? Well, they kind of mentioned that in this episode where Carter, Carter's theory about 
water molecules water and how the gate density tension. Yeah, the gate has a countermeasure against rhubarb, rhubarb. things that <laughs> thing. want to go through and things that don't want to go through. So mm. if someone's dialing in, nothing can go back through anyway. Yeah. But if you're dialing out, yeah, I suppose there's enough pressure down there to force the water in. So I don't. Mm. But if it's that's what I mean. If if you're dialing in, obviously, as you said, you can't get back out. But because when they sent the mouth through. And then it, um, in that hundred days and it came back and demolished itself. Mm. Wouldn't that happen to the water? If yeah. If it's submerged? But I think what, what Cooper's written here is that you, water can't go through. Yeah. In the by skin- itself. Cooper! <laughs> <laughs> Which is what? kind of interesting because in an episode of Stargate Atlantis that I think Brad Wright wrote called The Shrine, where um, they they go to a planet and it floods... And one of the characters said, oh, we didn't want to dial back because it was going to flood flood mm. the gate room. Mm. So it's kind of, yeah. Yeah, and I then think obviously uh, throughout Stargate history, there's also a lot of Stargates, not ruining anything for reason, but there's a lot of Stargates like floating in space. Yeah. That when they're opened up, it's not like the vacuum of space is being sucked yeah, through that's the wormhole. Um, Mate, we're all floating side. in space. They're all floating in space. Across the universe. <laughs> <coughs> Waiting for Maddie's contribution here. Uh, <laughs> I'm you, hoping. Did you recognize? Did you recognize the um the the Russian compound race? Oh yeah. Um no, but when they were on the outside of it, I thought, damn, I've never been to Russia, but it looks an awful lot like uh, Canada in SG One. Yeah, with with a matte <laughs> painting of a factory. Yes. Just, just siege it in. No, that set is the Tin Man set. That's that's the right. same place that your your beloved Tin Man was um, right. was filmed, and then so they were basically up on the the top level in this episode, yep. and then in a couple of episodes time in Scorched Earth, they actually film on the bottom half of that same set. Oh, okay. So it's like three episodes in Russia. Yeah, um, <laughs> all in that all in that one set. Apparently, um, I was listening to the commentary, and there's a moment when like well, I think when the doors first open and you see the gate sort of on for the first time, yeah. the background behind them, like in the reaction. Is like where like they were been cutting their arms or something like that and all that sort of stuff. Or oh, right. something something big happened in um Tin Man in Tin Man in that exact spot. Nice. So Do- the whole um or water and organisms thing and blah blah blah. Yeah. So I, I think I understand it, but they let me lay it out for you, Reese. Thank you. <laughs> Save me. It's Robert C. Cooper wrote this. Ah, uh, say no so more. So the way he's pitched <laughs> it. Okay. Water bugs. <laughs> Tiny water bugs. Yeah, that makes more sense. Now. <laughs> well, so, no, it's it's basically that the ocean is imagine like a life form just made basically out of water. So it's like uh they're living in an ocean which is just them in just a big giant orgy of just how they exist, but it's like with yeah. the, you can take a section of that water it's like out. Sperm. And it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then okay. you know there's a there's a being there, so it's like well. So when the glass ever... broke and the submarine, they all got jizzed on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Bane is like big sperm, and yeah. this is like <laughs> micro sperm. <laughs> micro sperm bugs. Yeah. Uh, Robert, Robert, Bobby, Bobby, you might want to talk to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's funny you say that. I was listening to uh, to the audio commentary, and and they do have a. Just a little bit of a jab at Robert C. Cooper. Yeah, the interesting thing about this episode was that Robert came to me, I think, uh, at the beginning of the season, actually, and asked 
Uh, he had said that he had an outline that had been kicking around for a while, and I had been told that it was unproducible. And so he said, can you, can you just read this, James, and tell me if it really is unproducible? And I read it, and uh, it was pretty ambitious, but I didn't see what was unproducible about it. So I said, let's do it. And I discovered very quickly why it was unproducible. <laughs> Robert Unproducible Cooper <laughs> That's not producible Not producible I'll, I'll keep asking until I find someone that'll <laughs> yeah. do it yeah. yeah, It's like a kid Like ask mum It's like no Okay Hey daddy yeah. Yeah. Like, No 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 What did mum say Yeah, yeah. That's the correct yeah. answer For She's, all the dads out there She the said show, to ask you The show the creator the, the show creator said no He goes Well I'll go to the visual effects supervisor yeah. And see what they say He says you can't do it What yeah. do you think He's like I could do anything Cause there was some good CG in this hey For the for the year that it was Yeah, yeah. In that submarine Well and The whole Like you know like, Cause basically most of the episode When you see the sub We're kind of shooting it from the left side of the sub, mm. none of that exists. Like the whole left side of that sub doesn't exist. Oh, wow. So it, when you see um, when they first like get the big tarp and take it off the submarine, yeah, that's literally all of the submarine. So the stuff right. that the tarp is covering is just open set. Wow. So yeah, I think they did a pretty good job with all that. I yeah. did have a slight issue with the way they took the submarine into the event horizon because they had that the thing on the hook, mm. Mm. and then about an inch of it went in to the wormhole. And then the hook took just, off. Just an inch? Just about, oh, six inches. Depends how deep you like it. All right. <laughs> it's a deep submarine. All right, let's yeah. say less than a third of the submarine <laughs> it's a, was in the event horizon. It's a deep depth submarine. Yeah. yeah. Deep, deep, deep submarine. <laughs> yeah. And then the hook detaches, mm. and yeah. then the event horizon holds up the, uh, the entire mm. weight of the whole submarine. Did, didn't mm. it do the same thing with Apophis's body, though? Remember when Teal'c put his body through the... Oh, yeah. Through yeah. This, didn't it kind of do the same thing? Yeah, and, and I was going to say... But did think, he just put his head in and the, the rest but of But wouldn't it, you think Apophis's body would have drooped? Like... Mm. Rigor mortis. <laughs> <laughs> thousand-year-old rigor mortis. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Oh, <laughs> uh, Good news, though. So, it's... um. Yeah, absolutely. 70 more episodes for Rick and Morty. Matty. Wubble, up, up, dub. Yeah, you me, you me, Matty. 70 more episodes. Yeah, you, you 70 more for Forever us. Forever and ever. Forever and Rick ever and us. Morty. Oh, maybe me get, and you, Matty. Maybe they'll get good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe they'll develop some characters, maybe. Ooh. We keep telling oh, you. Overrated. You, you just need to get an alcohol dependency, and then you'll understand it. Is that more episodes than they've already produced? Yeah, three God, seasons? yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are they saying? Like 10 episodes like 10. a season. Really? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Futurama's yeah. doing like 26 when they first rocked up. Yeah. Yeah. That was back in the day, though. 2000. Yeah, yeah 18 so. years ago. Mm-hmm. Jesus. But I mean, they like. They got cancelled twice and came back each time, so. Oh, yeah. I'm not. It's a great show. Absolutely a great show. Yeah. Some would, some would these say, days, some you would don't. better than Rick and Morty. Well. Some would. I would. <laughs> some yeah. would. Some wouldn't. <laughs> some would call Rick and Morty a poor man's ripoff of Futurama. But, you well, know. someone would say. Family Guy's a poor man's ripoff of Simpsons as well. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane said it first, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, because someone told him it was. Damn, they're onto me. <laughs> someone said, Hang on, I should stop ripping off Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> Get out, sir. <laughs> so, good old Harry Mayborn. He's back. In the freezer. When they opened the freezer and saw him, I didn't even recognise it was him until I did, they laid him on the oh, really? bloody table. Well, those Russian uh, uniforms are very unflattering. I think right. that's what it was. I didn't recognise him out of uniform. 
When, um, Why are you I, wearing pajamas? <laughs> in the freezer. <laughs> they are winter pajamas. But yeah, when when I saw him and then O'Neill goes, oh, what do you say, holy bad guys or whatever? Holy, holy frozen. Holy frozen bad guy, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, it's just because he's Russian, obviously, that's the bad guy. But And then obviously it, it wasn't. It was maybe, it was maybe, the who, maybe the people who made Origins just watched this episode. <laughs> Because they do reference the the Germans having the DHD in this episode, yeah. and also by, oh, by yeah. Richard Anderson mentioning a Batman, they're like, "Well, that justifies the spin at the end." <laughs> <laughs> so what you're telling me is they did the sort of research for Origins that Brendan and I did in high school. It's like, have you watched all of? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so what did we watch? Oh, we C minus. <laughs> Pick out an episode like in the middle somewhere, and we'll get the gist of like what happened before yeah. and where yeah. they went after. It's It'll like when I used to have to do book reports. I'd read the, the the blurb on the back and then read the first and last page of each chapter. Mm. And be like, ah, I got the gist and of it. And if you had time, watch the movie. <clears throat> who was the Russian girl, Maddie? <laughs> I don't know. Who was she? I can't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main reason I asked. Obviously <laughs> Russian. Vladimir I mean, that, that accent was spot on, so she must have actually been Russian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, her English was excellent. <laughs> uh, Counselor Troy from Star Trek. The next generation, Reese. Yeah, cool. That's it. I was just saving Maddie. That's the one. That's why. Yeah, well, you tried to make him stumble. Because I on couldn't that. remember her name. That's why. Um, oh, because you left your iPad at home. Yeah. I just wanted to bring something up because in um, the next generation, she has massive cans. Mm. She doesn't get them out for this. Mm. I'm like, we had a niece. They don't have a problem with this in Stargate. Mm. Why is she? In a parka for the whole bloody... Because yeah. they're in Russia? Mate, you're inside. <laughs> Take it off. Look, the, the water is just generates heat. They jumped out of a plane in the snow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but once you go in out. the factory... <laughs> she's not in the freezer. Obviously, uh, obviously, Brennan hasn't got far enough uh, into the series where she stops getting her cans out. No. Yeah, about disappointing. Well, tell us about your high school days, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed that was all going to get cut out, so I, that's why I was quiet. No, nah, I mean year. I don't good have year. I don't have great stories like that. I was a student leader and a prefect and a house captain. So oh, we used uh. to beat kids like you are. <laughs> <laughs> house and captain, I, and I was a drama geek. So nah, just joking. I was sports yeah. captain, vice sports captain. I was vice as well. Vice two. I gave the captain. better speech. <laughs> I gave him to the captain. There was only supposed to be uh, like a male house captain and a female house captain for each for each house. Um, but I gave the better speech and got the teacher vote. Um, but then the actual fit dumb guy got yeah. got the popular vote Classic. from the students. So they went, "Oh, we're going to introduce a vice captain into each house as well." So <laughs> no, I got the vice captains. Good democracy. Bloody yeah, hell. you'd be um, the leader of SG No One, I reckon. Yeah, I don't know. Is that diplomacy? A sl- is that a slam? Mm, that's um. Yeah, Absolutely. Political. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that, that's the, that's the team I want. Then I think if we go back to that episode, I probably said that's the team mm, I want. You to be did, on. yeah. As long as it's like SG eleven or SG fourteen, then I'm fine. SG eleven die every day, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> every single day. Hey guys, if you want to hear about SG eleven getting killed, tune in next week for the first ones. Um, now, Reese, we've um, we've teased a bit at the giant wrench. Have you actually seen the giant wrench yet? Oh, I've seen the giant wrench. Oh, I'm talking about in Stargate, though. 
not in, no. not, not in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> not in my pants. Um, um, so no, there was it. one. Yeah. There was one. Yeah. Okay, well, this one, if you, um, I've got a little picture here. If you zoom sort of right in in one of the very, very opening shots after the credits. If you have to zoom in that far, it's not giant. Well, is it's, it? it's uh, well, <laughs> when you see it, in, in, when it's almost as big as Sila is, then it's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> so right after the credits, after they realise that the gate's broken, they've got someone fixing it. So Jack is sort of up in the observation room upstairs and he's looking down and you can see um, Major Wood and Sergeant Siler. So have a look at Sergeant Siler up on the ladder there and see what he's holding. That's how, that's the spanner. Oh, that's the right. giant spanner. That's in giant. Yeah, it's like the size of his leg. Like I said. <laughs> like I said huge. You would have loved Tilk's reaction to the parachuting. Yeah, <laughs> this is not advice. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, Reese is either gonna like laugh his ass off with that, or he's yeah. gonna be offended that Robert C. Cooper made Teal afraid of jumping out of a plane. Yeah. That was that was great. But it's like the, the steps they took, and he's like, it's parachute. It, uh, you know, it'll slow your descent down. He's like, it doesn't look like it suits that purpose. Like, yeah, you, yeah. it'll open once it's you get out. Bag, like, yeah. it's not like you just put a bag on and hope for the best. But like, it's they, not a jetpack. <laughs> That's but a, they still never yeah. showed the conversation they had to like, okay, pull this. If that doesn't work, then pull this. And this is how you sort of like yeah. steer yourself down. It was just, trust me, it'll be fine. And the next next minute, he's jumping out of a plane or they're pushing <laughs> yeah. him out. I'm like, I'm assuming you had a conversation or is he just supposed to work it out on his <laughs> yeah. way down? And Tilk's mum's like, if they if all your friends jumped out of a plane, would you? Obviously, he would. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I liked about it is because it was so, it was legit. Like he's, if you've never seen a parachute before, you're like, this is insane. This will not yeah. work. Yeah. What are you guys doing? And, and I think they, some and, of the toughest men I know that like would never skydive. They're like, why would I jump out of a perfectly good plane? Because it's fun. They're like, <laughs> yeah. no, think about the stupidity of jumping out of a plane. Yeah. Like, well, when you say it like that, all sure. the time the Wright brothers spent, you know, developing flights <laughs> so that we could leave the ground just to jump back and out of yeah. it <laughs> to fall to it yeah. on the plane. Like, I mean, I understand that as as a military unit, they would be flying that giant cargo ship, you know, where to, to into Russia. But it was almost like a bit of a a bit of a show. Like they could have just flown them over in like a little private jet or something or commercial, you know, mm. keeping it low key. Oh, they'd like, have to pay for it, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. Okay, now we're America. It's we're going into Russia. Yeah. We'll take the biggest shit we got. It's like how many people you got on that thing? I was only like four or five. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny you say that because you think, oh, we're America. We do what we want. That's literally what they did in real life. Yeah. So this is filmed. I've got a bit of uh, audio commentary I can play here. Um, so because obviously we've talked about how, how SG One works with the Australian Air Force. Oh, sorry, with the, <laughs> with the American Air Force. Um, there was a there was Ameri- this American plane was coming back from uh, Alaska. And it was flying down to Seattle. It was for the, um, oh, it'll say it in the commentary. But basically, they just decided to do a detour into Canada to land there just so they could um, film with the plane on the ground. Sick. They were never supposed to be allowed to actually fly it. But the American captain went, well, pff, we're America. We do what we want. I don't care about <laughs> yeah. Canada airspace rules. So they took the plane up. And then the shot. I don't care about Canada airspace yeah. rules. Holy <laughs> just shit. So, Canada. So Canada. The actual. <laughs> What are they going to do? They Sorry. They don't have an army. <laughs> so the plane the plane taking off is in a stock shot. That's actual film of the actual uh, plane. Oh, yeah. And then when they're in the plane and you see sort of the tailgate opening, you see all the open air, That's that was their second unit actually filming oh, that. Sick. So um, have a listen to this. No, it was pretty special that we were able to get access to this plane, wasn't it? it yeah. What was really special about it is that it let us fly in it. We weren't uh, actually, Canadian law wasn't going to allow us to uh, to take off and, uh, and fly around in it. And... Because he was an American commander in an American plane, he said, jump in. 
And uh, Andy Makita, the uh, the uh, second unit director, went up and uh, started shooting out of the back of him. So all the stuff that you see out the back of the plane is uh, is actually on this plane with our crew. And how did it work that it came through? They were flying it down from Alaska to Seattle or something, and they made a sort of a flyby stopover for us specifically? Yeah, it's actually a uh, um, California Coast Guard plane. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they said, absolutely, you can use it. That's pretty cool. I love when the military get involved like that, when it is a show set around the military or you know needing that sort of equipment and yeah. whatnot, and they get involved. It's like, well, we're going to want to make it as accurate as possible. But hearing that, though, it reminds me of like two movies, one where the military got involved and one where they didn't, and it's very offensive, is that they... If you watch them, and it looks it looks legit, but the Transformers movies, like you see the army, the bases, all the equipment they mm. use, that's because the military said, yeah, whatever you want, we can give you to make it look as legit as possible. The Avengers, though, when all those army guys rock up in the Battle of New York and they show a lot of other military shit going on, that's all faked stuff because the military didn't want to get involved because it was too far-fetched. <laughs> they said, we're not getting involved in that. That sounds Classic. ridiculous. It's like, what about Transformers 3? Oh, no, yeah, get yeah, sign us up for that. And yet Trump's president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they went... Just because Transformers 1 was basically a recruiting video. All that stuff in Qatar was just a recruitment video. Yeah. <laughs> Military. Hey, um, something you may not have known, Reese, and uh, I think it's in... You might be able to watch, now that you've got the DVDs, you might be able to watch it in the special features. Mm. But uh, Kurt Russell, the OG um, O'Neill. OG O'Neill. Actually visited the set while they were filming this episode. Oh, is it this one? Yeah. Right. Mm. Dressed as Elvis. <laughs> Classic. Because oh, he yeah. was at the same studios filming 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Right. Never and he's seen like, it. hey, remember that movie that I'd started this whole fucking thing? So he's just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that still going? That thing? <laughs> Am I making any I money off this? He's like, wait, are you now, have you now accumulated more money than I have for the film? Yeah. Though? Yeah. You bastard. I better Damn. be getting royalties for this. Damn you, MacGyver. It, it was so popular that it actually made the news. Oh, really? What, the, yeah. What's that? The Kurt Russell. The Kurt Russell appearance oh, on really? SG1. i got a clip here. And this is probably the he worst. He was on an episode, was he? No, he just right. visited no, the set. Apparently, true. they wanted him to guest star, but he's like, obviously not. Yeah. And he's, I think, <laughs> yeah. his, I think his, his kids were fans or something. And they, so that's why he, right. like, he took his kids with him on, onto the set. Now, yeah, this yeah. is horrible... Uh, early two thousands news reporting, and all right, I'll just I'll just leave it at that. You'll you'll know why. Back to the future as Elvis hooks up with some intergalactic travelers. Call it a time warp. Elvis Presley in outer space. I'm on That's no Elvis Presley. It's Kurt Russell, dolled up like Elvis, on the set of Stargate SG One. The popular TV series was sparked by the hit 1994 movie, which starred Kurt, of course. <laughs> Kurt quizzed Richard Dean Anderson, star of the current series, about a key prop, the Stargate. Where's the original? Actually, the original. It's in the yeah, desert. They, we, we couldn't don't use the real one. We only had pieces. Yours is better, I think. I don't well, think ours was quite as cool. Yeah. Kurt's filming a movie near the Stargate set in which he plays an Elvis impersonator. The movie 3,000 Miles to Graceland is about a group of ex-cons who plan a heist during an Elvis convention. Kurt starred as the king in the 1979 made-for-TV movie Elvis. He looked a little like Elvis again. And he, you know what? He's got the strongest hair I've ever seen. Did you notice that? Strong hair. It's all his. And just, who can do that? Well, but Kurt- I just love... That's Rick's 
gear with Kurt Russell. That's all he's got. Oh, the hair. Yeah. Strong hair. Strong hair. My hair could never stand up to look like that. Do you know what's really odd? Is like we're in twenty eight. This was done in like two thousand. We're in twenty eighteen now. If you if you turn on like America's like uh, ET Entertainment Tonight, it still sounds exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just people just talking about something they have no interest in because there's quote unquote celebrities in it. So what I was trying to get to before, where Brennan just said Cooper. That's why I didn't get why everyone got shot in the base because they were fighting. I believe. Yeah, so the... <laughs> yeah, no, get that. The, okay, so the, the, <laughs> the water, water molly, the water thing had taken over somebody yeah. and all it was trying to do was get back uh, through the Stargate. Yeah. Right. So it was like taking people out and to try and... And it was kind of like... Try get and get there. there. You know, the right. admin guy trying to come in and dial the gate at SGC. Walter's going to stop them, right? Yeah. Back up. I'm Walter. Yeah. Shoot you. Because then even um, when... Uh, <laughs> when Spaz 12 out... <laughs> When Teal gets taken over, you see how aggressive he is kind of straight away. So, obviously, mm. whatever the life form was was just, like, fed up to the back teeth of, like, being taken. Because they do say right at the end, it's like, oh, that was pretty much a prisoner prisoner exchange. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it was just, like, yeah, it was just, like, fed up and was trying to um, just, uh, get, just back. Get, get home. So, you just k- kill everyone to get back, basically. Yeah, well, I think so it's... So, that war, or let's call it the water, that was in Mayborn was the only water that was... On Earth, right? Yeah, I feel from like it was might have been jumping from person the only to one person. Left, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it kind of like they. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they'd vomited up, which was to me that was the one real main detractor of this episode was the terrible way they shot the vomiting up. Yeah, but it's like once they'd vomited up, it would kind of aspirate and become mm. airborne, and then was able to just like jump into anyone really. Well, I guess that makes sense. Don't worry, they you never see him again, so you don't have to put too much thought into it. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I just didn't know where. Yeah, why they had to get shot. Fair enough, if they all ran in and, and drowned, that would have been pretty cool. And then Mayborn was the only one left. That would have been pretty sweet, but... Yeah, I think well, the ones were... that were drowned, obviously, the ones that went through. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Cooper! <laughs> there was... um. There's a bit of trivia for the um the opening scene. Apparently, to date, the opening scene has more references to previous episodes than any other episode we've seen so far. Like when they can't get the gate working, right? They reference what happened in Solitudes, what happened in Shades of Grey, uh, what happened in what was one of the other ones involving the second gate? Touchstone. They kind of referenced all these other things. Was, yeah, right. Uh, what was it Nemesis? Yeah, references Nemesis, obviously. Um, yes, which I thought was kind of cool in that sort mm. of world building, and it's like you kind of, it's almost like the MCU. It's like you see these other things, and they help you see what the yeah. latest the latest thing is. Layered. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. It's one of the best, like pre-credit stingers, I reckon. Just that line of Daniel going, "The Russians have a Stargate." Yeah. Like yeah. that's a really cool throw. Like I was imagining being Reese watching that for the first time. It's like, fuck, what? Like especially this time in the world, like two thousand and lots. I'm fuck, I mean, if they would have done it now or two, it'd be yeah, it'd be fun. It would have. I would have had more of an impact had I not have listened to. Next time on Stargate SG-1, <laughs> yeah. oh, Russians have us. <laughs> You're right. Um, now there was, there Not was to some... spoil anything for you, but here's next week on SG-1. <laughs> the Russians. There was uh, a bit of audio we played in our um, origins, bre- our pre-Origins breakdown, back when we were still semi-interested. The one that... Re- the one <laughs> back that... when they, we thought they could save it. Yeah. 
back when we were silly enough to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, that was one that Reese wasn't here for, and we've kind of forbidden him to listen to it because yeah. we we got pretty spoiler deep into it. But now we can actually talk about one of the things that we uh, that we referenced in it. How did you activate? We have a dialing device. DHD. You found the one from Giza. It was confiscated from the Germans after the Second World War. Yeah, it wasn't that interesting. So, well, <laughs> go interesting, but... You could um, write a whole prequel based on yeah, that. You could write, <laughs> you could write 10, 10 minute episodes based on that I and think it'd be really good successful. I don't think writing a whole prequel would be great. That's not interesting, but the interesting thing is that the Germans had it. Yeah. So, they've, so basically, that's the little nugget of information they took to sort of... Uh, and they fucking ran with it. Yeah, they really, <laughs> really went with it. Like to the point where Nazis go off world. Yeah. To the point where it's, it's never really referenced. Like, I don't know that we... Do we ever get to see the... Oh, no, that gate does does come back at some point. Uh, sorry, that DHD does come back at one point, I think. Yeah, it does. In yeah. 48 hours. Yeah, I can just remember, never remember. Not in 48 hours time, but the episode 48 <laughs> hours. What do you think they've been doing with that thing for 55 years? Just pressing buttons. Like, they, they, <laughs> they get it during World War II. It obviously does nothing for nothing except the gate. Yeah. And they've went, just hold on to it just in case. Like, yeah. why wasn't that another artifact that's just like, well, we don't really care whether that yeah. gets lost. And then when they find the gate, I guess once they narrow up the symbols, but if that, if that DHD hasn't been lying around visible for decades, why would they go... Hey, pull out that other thing we've been holding on because that'll probably work with this other thing we don't know what I does. I guess Mayborn. Do you know what they oh, are? Yeah, like, f***ing Mayborn. Well, honestly. they could have done <laughs> with is, it. Is he just obsessed with the Gators like Hammond is with the uh, self-destruct? Like, <laughs> Pretty it much. doesn't matter who he's like, oh, a ro- an a- American agency. Well, we don't want you. Okay, rogue American agency. Didn't work out so well. I'm going to Russia. I just yeah. need to use the gate. <laughs> and the thing about the gate, get me a world. I'm like, God, oh, shit. This wants to be significant, old yeah. Mayborn. He doesn't yeah. have a great track track record with it, does he? Though? No. Well, the, the the Germans didn't have a gate, did they? No. So that they had the DHD that belonged to our gate, the one that was found in the movie. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then obviously in Solitudes was when we discovered the second gate down in Ar- in Antarctica uh, with that DHD. So there's two gates and two DHDs. Right. On Earth. Okay. Yeah. And that Russian chick was talking about um, their the Russian Stargate overrides the American Stargate because they have because a, the DHD because is, the DHD yeah. is connected. connected. Yeah. I th- at the start of the sentence, I thought How she was is... starting to say like it predates it. I'm like, well, no, hang on. Our one that we've got now is the older of the yeah. two. Yes. Yeah, yeah. the one so, Antarctica. Then, yeah, it makes sense because so, they've got the DHD. It's... How do they connect the DHD? Yeah, still don't know. HDMI cable. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, they just... <laughs> Bluetooth. They just, yeah, they, they flip up the little red thing and go Bluetooth on, Bluetooth off. Yeah. And yeah. it disconnects. Yeah. And it doesn't fucking connect Hell. Ah, Walter, it. can you come and help us here? Not, not share contacts, everyone. Share everyone. Right, there we go. No, don't sink to the cloud. Oh, I know, I'm going to be here for ages. Now all the Stargates in the world are going to open. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it goes back to kind of what we were saying last week with Window Opportunity, just like the the convenience, but the luck, I guess, of, of, of SG-1 about to go on that, or going on that mission to that planet when that guy decided to start doing the loop. And had they not have done that and been there, we would have been stuck in the loop forever until old mate uh, and window of opportunity decided to go, you know what, I, I can't save my wife. I'll stop this loop yeah. now. If he ever did that. Yeah. 
you know, he could have just, like, God, he could have offed himself and just let that loot just keep going. We would have been none the wiser. And like this, like we might have eventually found out that the, that the Russians were using it. I mean, obviously now, this is that time. But just the idea, it's like, and I know that we can feel this way if, um, when I say we, if like um, we or a member of the SGC can go, well, hang on, we're the responsible users. But it's like, we've also had a lot of experience. You guys have just jumped straight into just doing stuff, doing missions, doing research. It's like, we should really share, like, or, or just leave it up to us. You know, if we need you to do something, if we need you to be our second unit, we'll ask you. Mm. We, we don't mm. need to know that you guys are just off doing your own thing, possibly starting wars. But I like, the, I like her basis of it, though, because... I mean, ultimately, that's how SG1 or SGC started. Yeah. They're like, okay, let's chuck a team together and go through. Yeah. yeah. I think the main thing is basically you can't really have... It's like you're not meant to have two Stargates on a planet the mm. way that yeah. they're... Yeah. And that was the main thing. It's it's like, yeah, okay. it's like you know, back when you're growing up and there was there's two phones in the house, one in the living room, one in your parents' bedroom. Yep. And it's like, well, if you're on one and you're brother or sister goes and picks up the other end it's like no get off the phone i'm on it yeah <laughs> i can hear you breathing hang up <laughs> like that's you know yeah. kids that's what's called a landline <laughs> <laughs> i just like the idea though that um they were so sneaky with it that she said it would only override your gate when we hooked up the dhd and it was perfect timing obviously they said to their teams it would go off world and mm. i mean just their luck that they didn't get attacked and have to dial back in an emergency but it's like dial it off and come back in exactly 12 and a half hours and that's when we'll hook the dhd up so that you come here and not to america or whatever yeah um and so then they come through switch it off so that the sgc are none the wiser meanwhile they know everything about what's going on they know what Teal had for breakfast yesterday yeah, yeah. Um, bloody hairy Mabel which means somebody's got to be like leaking information to yeah. Mabel and like there's got to be somebody like in the SGC like yeah well thinking. he always knew didn't he he's, he's that sneaky little yeah. snake but it's like they're not, he's not going to know like now that he's out of the American military he's not going to know like our schedule of when we're going to be going off world so he's got to be getting that sort yeah. of up-to-date information yeah. from somewhere. Mm. And it's like by the time it goes to like the Pentagon and stuff, and if he's got contacts there, well, it's too late. I don't I feel, I don't feel like, you know, Hammond, Hammond is like submitting proposals going, well, here's our schedule that we'd like to do for next week <laughs> yeah. if someone can sign off on here's that. Here's the That'd event order for the next two weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> next quarter's events. Um, so I feel like, yeah, somebody's, they never really touch on it, but I think somebody's got to be feeding information to Mayborn mm. so that he can then feed that information to... Um, to the Russians. Or they've just coincidentally chucked it on, dialed out, taken mm. it off. Well, there was a little bit of a um, timeline hiccup here as well, I noticed. I was first contacted shortly after Russian satellites picked up what we believe was an alien spaceship entering the atmosphere. <laughs> alien spaceship? Huh? <laughs> About two months ago. It disintegrated during entry and crashed in the Pacific. So she's saying Nemesis... Took place two months two ago. months ago, right? But then, window of opportunity. There was like three months in there, but I'm assuming then that must have affected like the whole planet mm. yeah. of yeah. us. So they were kind of stuck in that loop. It affected the whole universe, mate. It, it affected the five or whatever six, 12, 12 gates that yeah. were in that system. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just curious. Like my my mind is going to like oh I wonder during that time had had the Russians sent a team off yeah. off world, were they stuck and could and outside those twelve bubbles yeah. in the same way the Toka couldn't oh, contact true. us for three yeah, months. Right. Was there a Russian yeah. team out there somewhere that couldn't dial back for three months or whatever? Imagine if she'd asked a question like that. It's like what That would have been so good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or if they dialed back in, they were outside of that loop, dialed back in, and then got caught in the loop. And then caught, well, then that way they'd, they'd never know. Yeah. But it's almost like there's a part of me that wants to know, yeah. but it's like for the SGC sake, it's probably better the Russians don't know that that happened, <laughs> yeah. that they were in a time loop for, yeah. for three months. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you guys could be responsible if you have a gate. We had the entire solar system stuck in a time loop for months. And yeah, months. yeah that'd be, um... And this guy was playing golf. <laughs> but Jack Jack definitely wasn't giving them anything. Like He was not going to give up any info. How many people does that thing hold? Three. <laughs> oh, dang. I've never been in a submarine before. <laughs> and they all just look at each other, That's like just so share good. looks. I didn't just... even pick up on that until... It goes to Carter and she like looks yeah. at him and I'm like, oh yeah, because the Russian yeah. solo. The Russian classic. chick's like, are we still are we still doing this? The whole pretending <laughs> yeah. that we don't know what each other are talking about. Only way about. it could have been more on the nose is if is if Jack had gone, oh, I've never been in a Russian submarine before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she could have done a actually it's Swiss and it's like, yeah. yeah, that was that was one of my favorite quotes of that episode actually. That now was I was wondering maybe you can ask Craig this question, Maddie. Mm. Our uh, our military expert. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you'd let me know beforehand, I could have gotten an answer, but no, that's well, keep going. I only watched it last night. <laughs> <laughs> so as a commanding officer, wouldn't Jack have to go through the gate, have to go through in the sub and be like, Daniel, I don't care about your archaeology bullshit or... Oh, no. I mean, in, a, in an off-the-books Black Hawk mission to Russia about a classified project, I mean, <laughs> how much... Okay. <laughs> How much by the book stuff are they doing? I guess good. A part it, of part of being in normal circumstances. Part maybe. of being a good leader is sending the best team for the job. What was Jack going to do? And then I don't know. I'm just asking. I don't. Well, it's like Carter was obviously the the best person to go. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, if he went, yeah. who's in command on the base? Like, yeah, that's he's, true. who's he going to go? Obviously, Tilk. <laughs> but then you've got an he's a- always in command. You've got everywhere. an alien and a civilian. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Tilk, who's obviously in Russia. It's, it's his first time to Russia. It's one of his first. Guess, yeah. It's one of the only times off base on Earth. Yeah. So he's Daniel just like, loves climbing into alien sperm. We know that. Yeah, what? <laughs> what is a Russia? <laughs> alien water sperm. Yeah, yeah. Good luck for them getting back, eh? Yeah. And I, I think, maybe subconsciously as well, it's like Jack so doesn't trust the Russians. Yeah. He didn't want mm. to put himself in a situation where he's reliant on them. Actually, so like, yeah. just thinking about it now, kind of when she goes over and out and terminates the yeah. the, the radio, he goes, "All right, Tim, let's go have a look around." I was like, "Yeah, oh, just okay. wanted, yeah. yeah, maybe that's maybe right. you let's about go that find some weapons." <laughs> yeah, let's go. Find I mean, some maybe cool if you thought shit. about that before you asked the question, but no, that's all right. Oh, it's all good, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. the way that when they introduced each other and, you know, she's like, oh, so you're Dr. Carter, I'm, I mean, I'm a massive fan of your research and whatever bullshit accent it was. That was pretty good. Yeah, well, it was awful, so it was pretty good. <laughs> and then he's like, Jack O'Neill, and she's like, yes. And you must be Teal yeah. Conduct. And I'm like, whoa, mm. hey, you just met. I get that you've got all the papers on him, but don't believe everything Mayborn's been telling you. Is he always like, like this? This is actually quite charming. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> All right. Don't get me wrong, I'm still in love with him. I didn't want like, to give Carter did, loves this shit. I didn't want to give Brendan the satisfaction before, but now that you've mentioned her again, <laughs> I'm why is it, it my satisfaction? Like, oh. I didn't bring this up. Oh, oh shit! Oh, the intro is back. Oh, intro. Well done, Mitch. Well done. <laughs> At least you got it today. That's the computies are working <laughs> this week. Computer says yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, we've got to talk about it. I can't not talk about oh, it. So here I am. Here we go. Oh, not, we're not filming today. Here all right, that's go. good. Oh, yeah, we should have. All right, now, too late. <laughs> well, <laughs> better, so we can put on it on Patreon. This one's from um, Holly from Lonnie. Hey. Oh, hang on, film this shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it? we're going right. to pause. Okay, we're filming? Yeah. Okay. 
Mm. Just go. The only oh, Jesus. <laughs> she's hit it hard. Wow, like straight up. The o- the only thing better than being blown by Brendan while rewatching First Commandment would be to find out Zack Snyder got the rights to <laughs> the rights to remake Firefly as a prequel. Ah, oh, there's so many levels yeah. to that, Holly. Wow. I love that one. That's I'm good one at of head. the best. <laughs> I assume I would be. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, that's. I, I I actually don't know what the worst part of that is. I'm still obviously not the blowjob. No, obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the worst blowjob still the blowjob, right? Yeah, so, sure. So I mean, you'd have to shave first, but well, <laughs> you think that extra sensation? <laughs> so. It's all about coverage with Brendan. Well, I was going to leave that for next week, but um, what did Peter DeLuise say about Tilk's chin? The taint tickler? The taint tickler? <laughs> That's next week's episode. Yeah. I used to like you, Holly. Uh, I think I like you more now, yeah, Absolutely, <laughs> I do. All right, so we've got to address the elephant in the room. Marina Sirtis, not that she's an elephant. Oh, yeah, that's right, um, Star Trek. Ugh, right. <laughs> I forget we have to do this. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's just a bit of levity for us every it's episode. It's totally worth it until you start talking so, about Star Trek. Um, <laughs> Maybe you should talk about Star Trek, then do the box of shame. That's fine. If you want to do it like that a, way, that's fine. It's like yeah. a cleansing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I like fine. that. Okay, we'll what about that. one before and one after? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bookend it. <laughs> I literally just said stuff about Bl- Brendan blowing me, rewatching First Commandments, and Zack Snyder raping my beloved Firefly mm. and prequels. That wasn't enough for you? You want me to do another one afterwards as yes, well? Yes, please. Absolutely. You people are sick. Um, also, I didn't know you felt that way about Firefly. Mm. knew you felt that way about Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that it's a Robert C. Cooper episode too. Oh, First so Commandment. First Commandment. Yeah. Nice one. Um, like I said, layered. She thought about that. Yeah, that's <laughs> brilliant. Like there's that's, a, there's that's a, great journalism. There's yeah. a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of info packed into yeah, two like sentences. That's, that's heavy. That's heavy. Um, so just because Mitch brought it up, uh, Marina Sirtis, um, with her accent, she's actually quite like Cockney English when she talks. Really? She's actually quite rough. Like yeah. when she does conventions, she's like, oh, she's talking about Patrick Stewart and she likes to call him. She goes, oh, so I was talking to old Baldy. And then she goes, oh, sorry, <laughs> Sir Old Baldy, and then she'll go off and tell her story about Patrick Stewart. <laughs> She's so, pretty loose. She is. She's very, respect. very loose. Um, <laughs> Who's this? The Russian chick. The yeah. Russian chick, yeah. Right. So um, She's not actually Russian? <laughs> <laughs> right? I um, thought she was European. Obviously not. <laughs> well, she is. She's English, mate. Nah, Brexit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. Bazinga. Um <laughs> So yeah, she is um <laughs> she is the first lady of Star Trek. Basically what I wanted to reference was a conversation that we've had in the past about the JJ Abrams movies. Um and one of the reasons why I hate them so much is that they snub Marina Sirtis. So uh her create her- so? Well okay, so uh, Next Generation was the first show, was the last show created by Gene Roddenberry before he died. Like he died midway through uh, Next Generation, so he had nothing oh, to do. Okay. With, he had nothing to do with DS Nine, Voyager, right. or any any ones after that. Time's running out, mate. <laughs> I'm trying to talk fast. So I'm trying to extend it so we get another box of shame. <laughs> so well, you guys, you guys didn't start a timer. That's your own fault. Um, I did. I'm looking at the clock. You so got 30 seconds left. Gene Gene Roddenberry's real in real world wife, Major Barrett Roddenberry. Um, she's the voice of all the Star Trek computers. Like whenever they say computer and there's a little female voice, it's his. I thought voice. that was Siri. 
<laughs> Shut up. This is my time. Cortana. Um, <laughs> but then she also, in Next Generation, played Miss, uh, Marina Sirtis' mother in the show. Ten seconds left. Shut up. I'm trying to tell a story. You're wasting time. Um, <laughs> stop fucking interrupting me. Get it out, mate. Oh, you... F- Two. Um, so that's one. Gene Roddenberry's wife. Yeah, so that's Gene Roddenberry's wife is... Uh, no, we're out of time, mate. Shut the... <laughs> Done. I just said I'd blow your brother, so shut up! <laughs> hey, it's, it's just got to do with you two, mate. <laughs> Try to tell a story! <laughs> I think Reese is upset it didn't have his name in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it is. It's jealousy. Yes, yes, Reese, I'll blow you too, but we don't have to watch First Commandments. No, he has to blow what, you. What I'm saying. <laughs> oh, shit. Right. Brendan's like, has to be fair. Freudian yeah. slip. Anyway, let me, let me get this if out. Want, so if we... you want to say more things, you got to read one more from the uh, Just let me get this Talk- out, I'm almost done and Mate, you took move way on. too long. Your time is up. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> You're going to have to do a box of shame after this. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, so if you know. guys would let me f-ing finish my story, I will. <laughs> Stargate podcast is what we do. It's like you don't know us. <laughs> You're surprised. Go on. Get, get on with your f-ing story. I actually don't care anymore. I actually don't care anymore. Aw. Come care. on, mate. I care. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Brennan's seen Star Trek. You know, um... You care, Mitch? What was he talking about? The You're chick. over there cleaning a <laughs> mouse, Mitchell. <laughs> with a pen. You're cleaning the, the underside of a mouse with a pen. It's very dusty. So, f*** you. Oh, And it's... Whoa! It's... <laughs> here I am. I'm, I'm the only one that hasn't said anything <laughs> this entire time. It's the body language. Every other F-bomb you said was projected at the room. I'm the only one that's got it individually pronounced. You. It's not even a mouse and with I'm a ball li- underneath it, and you're cleaning the underside of it. It's, 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 it doesn't matter. I'm, lis- I'm listening. There's I'm, a sex I'm, joke I'm, in there somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm interested. I am actually interested. Come on, mate. Get Come on, on with buddy. It. I'm done. I always want to. I always try to change Siri. I go, Siri. She's like, Yeah, what's up? And I'm like, Can you? Can I? Call <laughs> can you, you be less bogan, please? <laughs> can I call you computer, like Star Trek? Yeah. No, and she's like, No. Nah. I'm like, f*** you. You can change my name, but I can't change yours. Well, here's the problem. That's you're some bullshit. You're saying, can I call you computer? Just say, Siri, from now on, I'm going to call you computer. Yeah, she goes, no, nah, can't do it. Sorry, bud. Computer says no. Sorry, bud. Imagine Siri she did that. She's like, can no. I call you computer? And then she said, computer says no. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to take that. So this good. Is- <laughs> my mind is blowing. So what? what's the deal? Where are you going with this, Maddie? Oh, it's gone. Oh, is this for effect, or are you actually pissed off? Not pissed off. It's just the mo- like it's just too hard to get back in the story now. You guys move on. You know I'm watching Star Trek for you, so yeah, I'll, and I will watch well, it. For stop you interrupting one day. him, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bud. I've never been so glad to have sisters in my life. <laughs> I've read it. Well, just not creative enough, sisters. Obviously. Oh no, they're just bitches. That's fine. <laughs> I'm, right, in, I'm interested. Tell me. Hurry up. Okay, I'll do it really quickly. I don't actually care anymore. So when Major Roddenberry died, uh, which was midway Major? through... Major? Her first name is Major. Oh, sorry. If you, I think, if I think, you were yeah, listening. Okay. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> Major, Major Barrett Roddenberry uh, passed away, I think, in between the first and the second of the JJ Reboot films. And oh, okay. all, all the fans called for the fact that Marina Sirtis plays her daughter in Star Trek. They said, well, it was only fitting and a wonderful tribute to the Roddenberrys is that they should have got Marina Sirtis to voice the computers in the yeah. second two J.J. Abrams films. And they mm. went, no. Which I think is just a middle finger to 
you know, the entire 50-year legacy of Star Trek that J.J. Abrams was trying to do, and it's one of the reasons why I hate his movies so much, aside from the fact that they're shit-ass. It's on top of the fact that they're no good. Aside from the fact that Into Darkness was just this audition to do Star Wars. So, um, I looked this up on the fandom wiki, and the only reason I want to bring it up is because um, I'm glad to see I'm not the only one that thought this. Now, before you play me Frozen... I just wanted to say it. <laughs> oh my god, are you still on about this shit? I but it, but I was just surprised that it wasn't just me. So this is the goof in on the wiki page. At the start of the episode, when the Stargate fails to lock in the point of origin, it shows the triangle instead of the circle with the line under it. The Alpha Gate with this, the triangle should be the one Russians have, and the SGC Gate should be the Beta Gate, circle with the line under it. Since SG One teleported the Alpha Gate, blah blah blah. <laughs> This is a frequent error in season four and five, and there are only one Stargate prop with the triangle symbol, which had a rotating ring. Yeah. So, what's your point? Cooper never bothered me anyway. What is your point that you're trying to get at? He still, like I said at the start of that, they've got the wrong gate. He still thinks that the circle with the underline is the point of origin on the Antarctic gate. Yeah. Um, I'm not the only one. That's the point. Hmm. Yeah, the there's, no, there's, there's a lot of fandom out there that, that yeah. think that, but we never see that symbol on our Stargate because even though we were using the Antarctic Stargate now, no, since, and if you weren't seeing Frozen, Nemesis, you would have heard me just say because it's a single same prop. Yeah, exactly. If you weren't listening, yeah, that's no, fine. I was too busy just singing. That's <laughs> it's a catchy song. Yeah, no, it's. it's I don't have kids, so I obviously haven't heard it as many times as you guys have. So I'm... I prefer the Anna songs, to be honest. Um, I'm all about Moana, to be totally Do you honest myself. Yeah. I'm a natural phenomenon. Um, yeah, no, I. <laughs> Reese is just obsessed with the rock that much. Absolutely. Yeah. Watches Moana. Nothing the wrong rock with and that. tilk? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, oh I understand wow. tilk. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, I've been a, playing a God of War. That's a good fucking game. Is it? It's epic. It's like high fantasy. And Christopher Judge's voice is like, every time he speaks, it's just instant orgasm. <laughs> instant. <laughs> if you are. Um, Stargate, Stargate water bug sperm. In my pants. Uh, <laughs> this, um, like, if it was that good, Bane, it would be Bane, Bane Well, I was going to say, <laughs> if it was that good, it would have been Bane size. If wow. you want to watch uh, uh, an, X- an X-Men cartoon show from the 2000s, I think it came out in like 2001 or something like that, uh, Chris Judge actually voices Magneto in it. And oh, yeah. That's really, oh, right. And he's really menacing and really epic in that. They, a lot of, yeah. they don't even have to affect his voice, but there's just this natural just sort of vibrato. Like yeah, underneath. It's, yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah, so I can highly recommend God of War. It's freaking sweet. Um, I know, Brendan, I, I did uh, play earlier for you a little bit of stuff uh, making fun of Robert C. Cooper, but I thought mm-hmm. just, in, just in the sake of, you know, just giving an even kind of, you know. Oh, I'm all about that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Just um, <laughs> Martin Wood did have some other things to say about Robert Cooper. We have no clue how this happened. They have no clue. The audience has no clue. And I really like that kind of writing style, and I think Robert does it very, very well. Um, Clueless Robert writing. Cooper is... is um, <laughs> He really understands how to suck an audience in sometimes. And in this one, what he's done is he hasn't given us any clues. So the audience isn't any further ahead than the people who are actually doing it. We haven't cut away to anything. We haven't seen anything that they haven't seen. And, um, you know, when you you go to direct something like this, you have to stay in that with them. You can't give away anything. (laughs) It's not the idea that he goes up to Robert. He's like, Robert, 
Love the episode. Love, love the script. Unproducible, oh, but... Thanks. Uh... <laughs> thanks. Thanks. I love how you, like, you don't give any clues away. Like, you don't give any backstory or anything. Like, so we're all, you know, it's all mysterious. Thanks, thanks. So tell me, though, like, as a director, <laughs> what is the backstory? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. That's why I didn't write one. Okay. Water bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh... Oh, yeah, there's a backstory. Yeah, there's, uh, it's an underground city. You can see buildings in the background of the water. <laughs> Boom. That's, that's the backstory. Apparently, Robert Cooper does have a saying uh, when it comes to episodes directed by Martin Wood, and he's saying is uh, money plus money plus Martin equals cool. That's uh, mm-hmm. no, another great line written by Robert C. Cooper. No, good, absolutely. He's just like, you know what? You I'll put, have a shit script. Like, I'll yeah. throw a bunch of money of at day. it and give it to Martin Wood, and he'll make it. He'll make it good. I could just see around the set, like it's just high school shit. Around, he's going around the set of SG One, writing on walls. R.C. Cooper was ear. Yeah. <laughs> I um for like, a good time. I don't, I don't really yeah. on Feb twenty two. I usually skip this episode. It's not one I go back to. I don't really enjoy it. I find it a little bit slow. If you rewatch it a couple of times, it's mm. like yeah, whatever. Maybon's there. Water. Hey, he's gonna yeah. vomit. Whatever. I, yeah, there wasn't I, much that happened. Really. I enjoyed it this time. I think because yeah. it's been so long since I watched it. Yeah, because yeah, I do yeah, normally skip it. Like it's just. Well, I mean, you got upgrades and window of opportunity, and then the first one's yeah. kind of bookending it. That's it. Gets exactly. Lost a bit. Yeah. It's probably one of the ones for me that I do remember more than others because of, I guess, the fact that it's Russia mm. and second Stargate and yeah, Water Planet. Like it's just so. Yeah. The things yeah definitely unique compared to. Some of the other ones, and see, I, I, I don't even. I've probably only seen it once or twice, I reckon. Yeah, in like twenty years, but it does sort of stick out for those reasons. But yeah. the one you skip, the <laughs> one I skip. Yeah, <laughs> there's a few of them so far. So I like that. How you mentioned the Seattle one, because that that's kind of like Seth. Seth was in Seattle, wasn't it? What Seattle one? How the plane came down from Seattle or some shit. Mm, that was in real world, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I Seth wasn't it. shot in Seattle, though. It was still shot in Vancouver, wasn't it? I think it was just set, yeah, it was set in, in Seattle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just made me think of Fraser again. Maybe I hear the blues are calling. Tarsalis and scrambled eggs. For a second, I thought you were talking about Janet Fraser for a second. I'm like, what is she got to do with Well, maybe, but I got you, big. Well, I don't know what to do with those tarsalis and scrambled eggs. You're talking scrambled oh, eggs yeah. with uh, Matt Meyer and... Uh... Good night, Good night Seattle. Seattle. Oh, I love you. <laughs> All right, that's episode 73 of Get In The Gate. Watergate. Get into Watergate. Uh, we'll be back oh, next week to talk the first ones. Uh, before then, though, let's check in with what's going on on the next Stargate SG-1. Close your, close your ears, Reese. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, re- I'll listen back to the podcast. I've only anyway. just realised after about two months, these might be spoiling shit for you. <laughs> On the next Stargate SG-1. Daniel Jackson has been dragged off by a creature called an Unas. That's a huge it's a spoiler. search and rescue. That is a huge spoiler. When a predator strikes without warning, <sighs> Colonel O'Neill vows to save his partner at any cost. Can you track it? Indeed. Let's move out. But more than one enemy lies in wait. Lower your weapons. <laughs> one or more of you may have become host to a gold. Holy watch. shit. Now, no one is Total safe. Spoiler. There's no hope of escape. I think I've just been marked for death. And one false step could turn them all into sacrificial one false prey. Step. Richard Dean Anderson stars on the next Stargate SG-1. I love that we've been doing these for how, like, how long and you guys have just realized how spoiler-heavy they are. Like, that's 
that's the reason why I started us playing them is because like it's so bizarre that obviously these weren't made just for the DVD. These must have been like TV spots, mm, like yeah. promos. So the fact that they were just giving up the entire episode, <laughs> yeah, prior to the episode coming on TV. Imagine if they did that with like Game of Thrones. Imagine if they did like a. <laughs> For the next episode of Game of Thrones, they showed that much of the episode yeah, of what was going to yeah. happen next. People would lose their minds. Well, I do remember a lot of shows. I can't remember one specifically, but every time they go next week, and a lot on Channel Seven, they would spoil the shit out of mm. the next mm. the next week. Well, it was back when like you couldn't get stuff on demand, and yeah, you know you're still on VHS, not DVD, and that sort of stuff. So You'll like forget you, in a week if <laughs> if you didn't watch it when it was on TV that week. Mm. Yeah. You would wait. You're right. Reruns, so it yeah. was like the, the the channels were like, we have to show you all the best bits so that you'll tune in next week. Yeah, like, it was like we want you to watch this. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And I think too that like you said with our channel seven spoiling shows, like at at one stage they had three of the biggest shows in the world that were really built on cliffhangers. Yeah, because you had I think it might have been Heroes. The we all oh, that few that too. Yeah. Heroes but even before that you had Twenty Four Prison Break. Well, Prison Break. <laughs> yeah, so there's five. Um, Alias <laughs> and Lost. So yeah, like yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. oh this massive cliffhanger, but here's what oh, happened. Home and away. Uh, oh wow, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was a spoiler five nights a week. You know, <laughs> Jesus couldn't handle that. Spoiler alert: Jeff leaves. <laughs> no, oh, no. He's come still, back, Jeff. He's still out there somewhere doing his missionary work. <laughs> missionary. Yeah. Style. Yep. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Good position <laughs> yeah. to be in. Started a good Catholic boy. He he tapped all the tail on the beach, had to go elsewhere. Uh, okay, until the next Stargate SG1, you can check out all of our old podcasts on our podcasting channel. Search Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast. If you want to drop us a line, getintogate at gmail.com or hit us up on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Again, search Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Myself, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Matty? Uh, at High Pitch Matty on Instagram and Twitter. And I just want to say Ooh. someone's finally slipped into my DMs on Twitter. Yeah, buddy. Who was it? It was Bobby. <laughs> oh, oh, Bobby Reedy. Yeah. I'm he glad- told you he was going to pop hey, that cherry. Go. I'm glad he was my first. <laughs> Little bromance going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, where you at? The I'm at the Bren Gibson on Twitter and Instagram. Actually, Matt Cormack DM'd me. So that felt good. <laughs> oh, everyone loves a DM, mate. On you, Instagram. Another bromance. And by that, I mean dick massage. <laughs> <laughs> From Scotland. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Uh, who slipped into your DMs, Reese? Um, Matt Cormack. <laughs> yeah, Matt Cormack. Well. Oh, awkward. Oh, wow. He wants a bit this of brother This is Shakespearean shit. Oh. I am at the Flying Gibson on the ones. Of course, you can always uh, support the show, join the show uh, by jumping onto uh, patreon.com forward slash get into gate. And not only do you get everything that uh, we throw out in this podcast, and you're welcome, believe me, but some uh, extra content both from in the studio, outside of the studio, behind the scenes sort of stuff. So uh, jump onto patreon.com forward slash get into gate. A big uh, shout out to our uh, patrons, uh, old and new, as we uh, continue to welcome you into the family for yes, this get into we, gate. Uh, we added in. Uh, some of the bleep stuff from uh, a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and our Patreons realised they're like that's probably good that you bleep that yeah, see <laughs> I've been telling people this everyone's like nah you should put yeah. it up as like a special podcast I'm like you don't understand yeah. why I cut it yeah, yeah. now you do yeah now so un- uncensored stuff on Patreon yeah yeah <laughs> Are we going to shout out to our new patrons? That's a good idea actually we should do that because we do have a few uh, new extra patrons we've got our familiar name Sarah Bell Hey, Oy. she's dropped the Rebecca. It's cleaner, Sarah Bell. I like it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Matty approves, yeah, Sarah. You, <laughs> I, I kind of stumble on the the R's back to back. Or Sarah, Sarah Rebecca Bell. Bell. Oh, see, I stuck- oh, there's an A H on the end. Yeah, but it's silent. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sa Rebecca. When you're when you're Australian, you kind of mumble two words together. Oh, it's all one word. Yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah, mate, and I, I, I stuffed up when I texted you guys to say that she jumped onto a Patreon. And I said Rebecca Bell's jumped to our Patreon. I dropped the Sarah. Which yeah. made no sense yeah, whatsoever. The Sarah's silent, mate. Yeah. I didn't even hear it. Sarah's silent. <laughs> Not from what I've heard. Um, oh, Jesus. Uh, we've also, I also want to welcome. That's going to be cut, obviously. <laughs> well, she might appreciate it. <laughs> that is epic. <laughs> oh, fuck. So good. I should have what I meant. Damn, I should have done that. In, uh, I should have got low pitch to do that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also want to welcome uh, Tom Byron to our Patreon. He's uh, Schlonger Dragon. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Another familiar name, Colby Latham. Oh, yeah, Colby. I was about to send him a welcome message to Patreon, and then I realised he'd already slipped into our DMs mm. and was asking you guys to put in the box of shame. He wants to know when I masturbate to Star Trek. Yeah, oh, and I said it's every day. And Colby. I said, not a thing. Strangely, when Neelix is on no, the screen, it's, trust me, it's, it's, it is not a sexy show. <laughs> It is I don't know. Well, in saying that, I still wish you wouldn't do Stop it during it. the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Look, we've had uh, your Star Trek action mm. figures, and we made it pretty sexual. Oh, there was some mm. action there. That's the sexiest yeah. Star Trek has ever been. Actually, that's going to go on Patreon soon. So, isn't it already up? Not, not the. <laughs> there's not a real good one. Oh, there's, there's a feature oh, there's film. Another one. <laughs> wow. I've okay. reenacted the scene that you shared with us. So. Wow. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the last one is uh, now. I want to be very, very careful pronouncing this last name. It's Nicholas Menapace. No, you you've murdered butchered it. Butchered it. Absolutely. M e n a p a c e. Menapace. Mena. P a c e. P a c e. Pace. Menapace. Yeah. I just didn't didn't want to say menopause. That's all. Could be Menapac. Menipaki. 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 Yeah. Pack a wow. Wow. Pack a wow. Pack a wow. Let's make this episode go even longer. Yeah. Yeah, let's. I love it. Let's go. It's three hour podcast. Three hour podcast. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, big thanks to our new patrons. Uh, outside of Get Into Gate, you can check out our uh, other podcast, Get Into Geek. We're talking about uh, movies and TV, all that sort of stuff. Uh, big thanks to actually everyone, the Get Into Gate sort of family, jumping on to uh, listen to our uh, Avengers uh, reviews uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, right now, though, we have uh, reviews up for Deadpool two which is out in cinemas as of this weekend. And coming out next week, and we've uh, managed to get to the premiere, Solo, A Star Wars Story. So it's uh, been a big couple of weeks of movies, so uh, get into Geek. You can uh, search for the podcast there and uh, check us talk about stuff that isn't Stargate. And they were both, insert reaction here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll catch you back next week for episode 74 of Get Into Gate. We're going to be talking the first ones. Catch you then. GetIntoGeek.com